0: Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from the lounge at Hawaiian Sanctuary (laughs) on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yes, Mm. Mm. all right, I found out. I was totally wrong about some shit, and I am glad about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been saying for years and years and years, there is nothing here. There is so nothing here. Now, that's not what I'm wrong about. You know, you're like, what the fuck? Don't tell me there's something here. This is going to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, uh, right.
0: <laughs> but this thing about like what the government is doing with all their kind of um, stuff that you know, we get a perception of them doing stuff, especially me, you know, because I found out, I went, went researching like, I don't know, like 20 years ago. my son's 20, he's almost 21. And he was a sickly kid, you know, he's like in the hospital and stuff. So I do all this research. And come to find out, according to my research, all the food's poisoned, right? So all of a sudden, I'm like, well, shoot, we got to protect ourselves. I'm scared and stuff. And then, you know, that kind of like faded away. And it's like, okay, I got it down. I did all the research and I got it down. I Whatever. And I even started eating some of their food again. I'm like, whatever. Then the COVID thing comes down. And it's that kind of energy again, where there's this big powerful system that has control over a lot of people, most of the people, such that it's kind of like the people are like an army for the government and it, you know, and it looks scary and it looks real. The thing about it is it's not real, you know, and I've been saying it's not real the whole time, but taking it as if it's real too, as if there's anything to do about it. As if there's anything there. Because see, what what occurred to me was to make this space, like the space of your uh, perception, a temple of peace where anyone can rest. And that includes anyone who crosses your mind. And that includes the government. That includes things like Bill Gates and anyone that you would get a perception of. What we learned in the world is not true. That's what's gonna break all of these patterns that we're get, getting a perception of, is seeing that what we made in the world, we only just projected into the world. There's really not any, even any kind of per, protective mechanisms that need to be taken uh, like to protect against it or to plan for some kind of disaster or something like that. Um, there's really none of that that needs to be done. You know, it's like, it, it's like it distracts us from just listening to what's being called in the moment. It just, it's just, is like a distraction. And, you know, as long as we need it, I see people are distracted all the time, including myself, and as long as we need distraction, there's going to be the distraction. So they're not a problem and they're not bad or anything. It's just that you get to a certain point and that's what seems to be like kind of like a, another turning point in my mind where that stuff is just meaningless and not even necessary to uh, project, talk about, bring up, anything like that because it's irrelevant. So we keep on making it relevant again and again by bringing it up, you know, which is something that I'm done. and I'm not like sorry for that. I've done. I'm not sorry for that or anything because through that is the transformation. Through everything is the transformation see. So it, it doesn't matter what path you seem to be taken or, you know, you may not know if you're a distraction. I could sense it. I could sense there's a distraction, um, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. That's a lot of the times how it goes. And just to be okay with that because it's fleshing out. Like <laughs> time is going to flesh it out. So just like just being okay with, okay, I've Got all the time to see. That's what the time is for, right? Time is really eternity in disguise. <laughs> so it's, not, it's like time Time is an illusion because of the way we made it up. Like it, like the, Like there's these finite lies within time. But time is really eternal. So we're getting a perception of these finite things and things that are a threat and everything like that. Time is given us to heal that. And that's all it's for. See? So so it comes right down to like, you know, there's so much going on in every perception. There's so much going on. Nothing's happening. I'm not saying something's happening. But there's so much going on as far as information being processed, okay? It's huge. You can't take it all in. Your mind does take it all in, but from the consciousness, uh, screen of consciousness, you can't take it all in. It's like you can always open up more to perceiving more. So perceiving less comes through constricting onto something like making it as if something is really capable of doing anything to anyone. And since it's not capable of doing anything to anyone, it's not relevant. It's not even relevant. It's not relevant to talk about. It's not relevant to look at the news. That doesn't mean these things are bad. It's not like that at all. This is not saying don't do stuff because this has to be organic. See, it has to come to the surface organically. It's not like a concept that someone tells you, okay, now stop doing all that shit that you were doing before. Refrain from doing that shit. You actually don't have a choice in that. See, so you're going to be playing it out and playing it out until you see. And, you know, with all the time in the world, who cares how long it takes? That that kind of patience is what gives it to you. You know, sometimes I'll find myself running out of patience, And I'll hear uh, the, the voice going, come on, Hope, wake up, just wake up, why do you want this? You know, why do you want this dream so bad? There's nothing here, there's nothing here, just wake up. And I realize that's just impatient, so that's like another perception to take care of, that's all it is. Because your spirit is not impatient. So you're not really capable of being impatient like that. And, you know, the only way, also the only way to wake up is purification of your mind. So when your mind is fully purified of guilt, you will not want to wake up more than you want to keep the world. And you can't help that. It's like right now you want to keep the world more than you want to wake up. And that's why you get a perception of a world. You know, so so am recognizing I want this. Mm. So my mom told me today, she, you know, she's uh, not getting the kind of job she was getting before. I guess she, the notary business is going downhill or something like that. It's so funny. I'm getting the, this perception about a lot of people in my family. I told you guys last week, mm. I'm getting the, 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 the perception my business is nose diving. And then I got another perception just like two days ago or something. It's deeply hacked. It's like deeply hacked right? Uh, Like the, the website is. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, uh, well, yeah, it's just, it's still, yeah. Because, you know, it's like, it it, it seems like the hacking is the reason we're, because we're like, why are the numbers going down for years? Right. It's been hacked for years, apparently. So, (laughs) so the same web guy who found out it was hacked like six months ago, um realize that it was hacked deeper at deeper layers than he thought which i just love i like this is great it's also symbolic to me it doesn't actually matter what happens to me you know for me it doesn't actually matter what happens it may feel like a bummer but the feeling is projected see that's the thing so beyond the feeling Oh, it's like a blow. Fuck, now the website. Beyond the feeling of it, there's an awareness of what the feeling is for. That's why it could just be held. I saw something on Facebook about, uh, 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 so someone was was mocking this because someone said that the role of the masculine is to hold the chaos and anger of the feminine. And they didn't like that at all because they're like, now I'm going to get these crazy bitches just expecting me to hold their chaos and anger, right? And I got to just like, hold this peaceful space, but when I see that saying, I take it as that's like to pointing to a masculine aspect within myself, and this world to me is feminine, the world to me, that's my beloved, right, so it's like, yeah, I'm going to hold the space for the whole world's anger and chaos, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to take it to this gender thing that's right on the surface that we seem to be one of us has a dick and we're supposed to be a certain way the other one <laughs> it's like and and everything is like everything gets to be like that like you could just see a deeper meaning in everything instead of having an argument with it you just see a deeper meaning in everything. And that's probably why, you know, I can see a deep meaning in all the Disney movies, like every Disney movie I've ever seen. I'm like, damn, that's deep. You know, and people are looking at pictures of dicks and telling them they're evil and stuff. But I'm like, damn, that's a deep show. You know, I don't know how these people are finding dick shapes everywhere. It's kind of like, where's Waldo? You're like looking for wall. You're looking for dicks in the picture. Like, I think if, it, if you're looking for anything, you're going to find it. You know, like, you're looking for eye,
1: or whatever
0: <laughs> and and yeah yeah I've heard the story I've heard the story about like the one of the main people one of the main creators wanted to sprinkle this um it's gayness they want to sprinkle gayness into did into Disney so I don't know what dicks have to do with that but that's how they sprinkle games i'm going no harm no foul like (laughs) those kids aren't gonna know what that is (laughs) so you guys know i've been smoking weed since i was like 12 years old right okay well anyways yes that's the case um (laughs) so you know that scooby-doo movie came out right that scooby-doo movie Uh, uh well it was like in the 90s or something And the parents were pissed, like the boomer parents, right? They were totally pissed about how this was glorifying marijuana. So I get a load of this story. I already saw the movie. I'm like, fuck, I didn't notice anything like that in the movie. But if I take their perspective and actually look from that perspective, then I see, oh, okay, now I get it. I'm a freaking weed smoker. I didn't notice (laughs) It was doing that. I don't know how a kid's going to pick up on, oh, this means I should smoke weed or something like that. But it's always like what you're looking for, see? And everything that you get a perception of is not outside of you. It is for you. It's actually for you. It's a learning thing. So when you find yourself in argument with anything, that's a distraction, What I noticed a lot of people, a lot of spiritual people like to do, and I did it too, I probably did it for 10 years, is just take something someone says and rip it apart and just talk about how unconscious, like, or or allude to it or whatever, how unconscious that thing was. Well, actually that thing that you get a perception of them saying is actually symbolic for you. There's not anything wrong with it. They're not off the path their path is perfect. That's the thing. Everyone's path is perfect. So so now you're not at odds. How could you even be at odds with anyone? I mean, really? I mean, you're because you're, you're not trying to tell anyone, this is what sets you up. This is what makes you vulnerable to attack. It sets you up when you think that someone else is not on the right path. And especially if you think that you're the one who needs to correct them. See, that sets you up to be vulnerable what it does is it makes you afraid of being perceived in the same way whether you know it or not it makes you afraid of being perceived in that way okay like you're not on the right path <laughs> that's why that, that's why Jesus would say judge thee not like that's like the main thing don't judge because uh, you and you know and then and then he would say hey, Here's the other thing that you don't find in the Bible form of Jesus. You're not actually capable of judging, but you think you can, so you make that thought meaningful, and that makes the illusions for you. You weren't really capable of judging in the first place. That wasn't a thing. That was never a thing. But the thought pops up, and it, and all of a sudden the mind goes, ooh, and that's the kind of thing we use to prop up the world. See? The sheep who are wearing the masks, that's the kind of thing we use to prop up the world. And it's, it's giving us a really good opportunity because and 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 for me too, it's like a, a really fun opportunity for me because I built it up a lot. So, it's like always like I taught people to say stuff like that to me. Like people come up and, and, and oh, my husband all, all the time. A fucking mask, you know. And I was like, I taught everyone to be like that around me. So <laughs> so now the unraveling is just really fun. It's just really fun. You don't have to correct anyone. You don't have to try to get them. It's because they're your mind reflected, right? So it's not like you're getting them to stop. You're just to stop taking interest in it and just watch And you know, it's not like uh, it's 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 not like you're never gonna get you're not never gonna get the sense that you're scared or confused and stuff like that. It's just that using scared and confused for what it's meant to be used for, that's where you bring on the healing effect. You know, it's like you're you're gonna use that sense of being scared and confused, so you're not afraid of that. You know, it's like no perception is going to change your mind. It's like, it's okay. Any perception is fine. No perception is going to change my mind. And that's the thing. People get their mind changed by perception. Like it's like uh, all of a sudden this thing comes up. Like for me, it's the COVID thing. All of a sudden this thing comes up and then all of a sudden something seems real. Even though I'm speaking, I'm saying it's not real. Like I believe uh, not wholeheartedly, but I believe if I believed wholeheartedly, I wouldn't see the think I saw this world. So I, I believe, but I don't believe whole, wholeheartedly yet, the experiences are, are coming around to put that into play. And here's the thing. If I'm perfect in this, you guys don't get a fucking per- perception of me. Okay? So this is how it is. There's a, if, Anyone who knows how to practice perfectly, you're not getting a perception of them. <laughs> That's what the whole thing is for. So, you know, forget about what other people, other people view of you is. You're playing out patterns, and they're all perfect, right? It's up to you to decide that the patterns that you're playing out are all perfect. There's no remorse. There's, but, you know, when there's no remorse, then you can see. You can see without remorse. Look, I just go, hey, you guys, I was wrong about something, and I might just change my mind. That's all. You just changed your mind without anything else. It's simple. And you're gonna have a lot of those. You expect to have a lot of those. You don't wanna stop. Okay, because then you're like, if you stop, okay, now you're dogmatic. Hmm. Now you're dogmatic. Now you gotta spend the rest of this life going nowhere, doing nothing really, just going nowhere, just staying stagnant. It's gotta be, you're gonna open up constantly. You're gonna keep on opening up to newer ground, like a higher ground, you can say. Where you're just like okay I, 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 I just got elevated again it's not like it, it's not like you're looking at yourself like you got it wrong or did something wrong no you were perfect you played it out perfectly so you could see that's the whole purpose of it. <laughs> You need to see. So you got to play out what you got to play out. So the the people that you perceive in the world, unless you're talking to someone like me, are going to agree with you that you can fuck up and you have like been in the wrong place at the wrong time and all kinds of stuff like that. Okay. Okay people. So don't go around asking them (laughs) or looking for their fucking approval. Okay. You just have to know that everything is going perfect. And, 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 you know, that's so, that's so nice because it's like, even if you're getting the perception that it's not going perfect, you're staying open to let me see, because we're seeing, and we're perceiving an error. This is an error, what we're perceiving. So we're not perceiving what's really here. We're perceiving what we thought we wanted, which was, which is separation and specialness. We're perceiving what we thought we wanted. See, in specialness, there can't be real love. And that's why this can't be real because only love is real. So in, in specialness, it's like everyone that gets a perception here, they're, uh, they're patterned to look for special love and, you know, not find it. <laughs> Find it only temporarily. It's all passing, though, you know, with the death thing and people breaking up. And, you know, it's so it's so funny to me. You know, I'll be like, have some friends and we'll be like, all lovey and everything. We'll say I love you and stuff like that. And then I'll say something like nigger. And then all of a sudden they're like thinking I'm the worst person in the world. And I'm like, that was a flimsy love. <laughs> that was really flimsy. Right. All of a sudden, there's a concept that just comes up. It's like, ah, and you know, it just show, you know, for me, it's not like, uh, I, I need to change their mind or anything like that. It's just showing me what this kind of ego love is like. It's like this. It, it, it's like, it'll just, it, I love you as long as you fit my perception of you. Once you turn into something else, you're the worst person in the world and I want to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, it's like, it, it's like that is not, taking care of your friends. And so for me, it's not. It's like I just see that and know that, you know, whatever anyone does, it doesn't matter how heinous it is. It's like forgiveness has to be the thing, right? Forgiveness always has to be the thing. And it makes it easy um, when you know that the forgiveness is for you because they're not really there doing that heinous thing. OK, because it's not like forgiveness, like you did something wrong, but it's forgiveness of the whole perception. It means that what you thought happened actually didn't happen. You know, that's a, that's the real forgiveness. It's like what you thought happened. And that's what the spirit wants to show you, that everything that you thought that happened actually didn't happen because there's so many things within the perception of what happened that you're using right now to guilt yourself. So that's what the spirit wants you to see is that, and that goes for all of us. That's just what it is, Um, that none of that happened. When you see really clearly that none of it happened, this goes through your experiences, through getting an upset feeling. This is how you see, okay? Through getting an upset feeling and that willingness to see that eventually you're clear of that completely and you'll see, you'll just notice these patterns arising. Like a lot of the times for me, I'll just notice the sense that let's say trapped feeling okay I'll notice a sense of a trapped feeling and know right away all that means is I need to be alert to feel the trapped feeling and then it passes and it's not a thing okay but it used to be when it was patterned uh more patterned for me um I get the trapped feeling and have to do something about it like like uh you know express my unhappiness to my family for how I feel and what they can do different to help me to feel better and all kinds of stuff like that. You never really want to do that, to try to get people to adjust their actions so you can feel better. And for me, I just had to sit through it. Okay, There was a period where I was going to go, okay, no matter what, because I know I'm totally delusional right now, so no matter what, I get the perception of that I want someone to change so I can feel better. I'm just gonna feel that feeling. I'm not gonna go and ask them to change. So just at making that decision that was huge, you know. And and then if I did, if I did uh, express in a certain way, I'd go never mind. That wasn't really true, you know. Just like I shared last week about telling my husband, don't fucking tell me what to do with the money. <laughs> And then I go. Uh, actually, I you, you don't want you to change the. T- say whatever you want. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, I was just having a thing. I was just going through a thing with my mind, you know. And he totally gets that because he goes through the same kind of things. It's like, you know, it's, it's like there's this there's this hook that comes, you know. And you get that hook, and the kindness is what pulls you through.
2: So you, the Gaia Conceptions has like sixty
1: pages.
2: Yeah. So we need to be able. Uh,
1: just got <laughs> <I'm> me <laughs> <be> hooked. <laughs> you're on it. Right. I want to be everything,
2: I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, <"Stay> hope. <laughs> I'm like, Don't look at all this. I'll get you
1: something, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He told me I got to get one
2: of everything so that I can recruit
0: it and see what I like most. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. One of everything. You don't know what you're talking about when it comes to that you have no idea. website. For those of you at home, we're talking about GaiaConceptions.com. Handmade clothing. Uh, They take about a month to six weeks to get it over to but it's really nice. (laughs) So I'm like, never mind. Say whatever you want. Like, I want want that. Like, whatever it is that you're going to tell me about how I'm spending too much or anything like that. Just, you know, it was like... It was like this sense like, fuck, if I'm running it, shut the fuck up and let me run this thing, man. You know, let me do it. But then there was like, okay, that's just a pattern of mine Like because I, I get scared. Like when I hear from him, I get scared. I get a scared feeling like I'm doing it wrong, like I'm going to drive everything in the ground, which is what it looks like right now. So, <laughs> so I'm reactive to that. And so then it's just like automatically like, okay, this is why I'm reactive. I'm reacting to, you know, this guilty thing. And, and, and he's like, oh, honey, come here, you know. It's like, oh, he's like, he's like we, we know better now. Like, we're, we're kind. We know how to be kind to each other. Yeah, we don't have to. Because we, we'll like have a little eruption and we'll just go right back to kindness. Because we've been through it before. Typical couple thing. Start blaming everything on each other. Things go sour. It's like the worst. Our house went under the lava and I didn't get any insurance. (laughs) (laughs) You like it? My husband's like over 50. He's going, fuck. I thought I was almost done. You ruined everything. (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, it's like we get set up for stuff like that. And my husband and I were just last night going... Oh, my gosh, that lava thing was like the best thing that ever happened to us because we were like sour underneath the surface, you know, but we probably would have just kept on going like that longer. But we're both asking for awakening. So that's the thing, too, you guys. It's like when you're asking for awakening, you're asking for awakening. Things could get intense because you need that to shake you out of the shit. Like we weren't we're stubborn. That's what I see. is free were fucking stubborn. We just needed something to, like shake, and now we're getting this this business thing too. And I just see that as such a blessing because it's like shaking out this whole money thing. It's a weird thing, and I like I want to shake that out. I'm grateful that I'm in that position that I can see through that thing. And you know, with the uh, having all of uh, just like the regular uh, things in life, like a car and a house and all that stuff, and all that stuff seemingly being threatened is really, really good for you because there's no stability in those things in the first place. And again, there's nothing here. What tells me something's here? I feel, or that I think something's here. I feel fearful in the way that I like will clench up, especially around my ribs. I'll just notice my ribs get tight and I'll go, I believe there's something here. (laughs) That's like, that's what's a, that's what's a kind of like a projected um, it's a projected feeling and constr- body construct that's showing me that I believe something's here. It's proof according to the ego that something is here. That's why I'm reacting. It's proof that something's here. That's how the e- but see that the things in the world aren't real. So they can't prove anything. But you come from the basis of the world is real and the things that are in it and these things prove something. They prove that you're guilty. They prove that you can't get it right. They prove that you're a failure. These things prove something to the ego. But, you know, it has to be held in the context of it doesn't prove anything to you because there's nothing here. It can't prove anything to your mind. So in that, you're the one delivering the proof. You're the one demonstrating that there's nothing here to your own mind in that. So that's what you need. You need that demonstration that there's no thing here and certainly no thing that can threaten you, right? So you're the one in that to, in, to take it to, you know, kind of like to the opposite. Instead of taking that thing in the world as proof that you're limited or, or, or not having dominion or anything, uh, you know, defiling you, you turn it around and prove to yourself that that has no meaning like you demonstrate it to yourself that it has no meaning. And all that is, is letting yourself get the sense. It's a body sense. We're always running away from the body sense. And you know, that goes with thinking that the body is real. You actually wouldn't run away from the body sense. If you know, it's an illusion, you dive right into it. But in thinking it's real, there's this need to run away. And look, there's certain body things that go along with this. Well, watch when you're talking. Uh, you, you know, watch when, you're, watch when you're like in a conversation and you're standing there. Notice how your posture changes. You can see, you know, it's like you can see where your mind goes when you get focused on something else. You automatically, you change and, and sh- shift into something else. You're really, really aware of that. You'll start seeing and you'll actually, like for me, I'll be in conversation with someone while I'm standing around and I'll keep on shifting. Because I'll shift back to a posture that's just, you know, receptive. And then I'll find myself back into another posture, like leaning on one leg with one leg locked out or something like that. Like if you become really aware about this stuff, the body is the means because it's a sense. So it's not real, but it's a mean because it's a sense. It's a sense of gives you the sense of the whole world. Everything that you get a perception of, it's felt sense. It's a felt sense. That's like it's like it's like the body, uh, the the screen of the body is like a sounding board. These senses are projected out. So everything you get a perception of, you're sensing here. It seems to be out there. You're sensing it here. That's why it's it becomes the means. Like noticing how you're feeling becomes the means, and it really is that simple. And that's why it's simple, you know, for me, like I've been getting into that block therapy shit. It's really deep for me. I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but man, um, doing it for hours on end, apparently. But it's like, there's not a bunch of shit that's important to me. Even like my business, it's like, I see this business crashing. Is there anything you can do? No, I'm not getting any guidance to do anything right now. It doesn't really, like, you know, it's like if you're, if you're listening to the ego, though, you'll find yourself spinning your wheels in a situation like this. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and in that situation, you find out you just worked really hard and didn't get anywhere. It's like a hamster on a wheel. When there's inspiration, it's like you're uplifted. It's like you're, it's, it's like you're, you're not doing anything. You never have to do anything because you have to. It's not like that. That's one of those things that it's not real, but when you make it real for yourself, it projects like that. So then it becomes as if in your experience, there are things you have to do and you're never capable of doing anything. So you set yourself up when you think there's things you have to do. There get to be more things that you have to do, and I just heard this from my daughter today. Um, we had a, a conversation. She's over in Minnesota. Um, hi, Akea. She's always listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was talking with my sweetie today, and she was she was talking about something like that too. It's like uh, uh, it's like there's this there's this sense that we need to get things accomplished. You know, she was talking with her boss and um, and her boss was saying, well, you know, sometimes th- sometimes you just have to do things you have to do in order to do things you want to do. And she said, no, it's not like that for me. I only do things I want to do, you know, and and, you know, he, he just she said he just thinks that I'm weird. He just thinks that I'm pretty weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's the manager. she knows how to do the work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she keeps telling people nothing is real (laughs) 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 well she's firing people and hiring them she's like none of this is real (laughs) so she had a um, she had a a review today or recently I'm not sure if it was today and um, they gave her a review and of course she's awesome and she said, well, le- now let me review with my job. Let me review this job. <laughs> so then she g- gave it a re- review. <laughs> oh, in the review, the pro- the complaint they had is that she comes in late. She only works like seven and a half hours instead of eight, right? <laughs> so, she, yeah. And, <laughs> and she's the know. manager. So, she, <laughs> so she, she goes, okay, now lem- let me re- review you guys. <laughs> And she's like, it doesn't, it doesn't give me that much room to be creative. And she said something about, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, this is not a career thing for me. I'm not going to be here very long, like (laughs) kind of like enjoy me while I'm here. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And that's how many hours I work. (laughs) My daughter, (laughs) pretty funny. It reminds me of it reminds me of when I was uh, in my twenties working in a uh, working in a law firm. I would just say, "Nope, I'm not doing that," and people would be like, "Aren't you afraid of losing your job?" And it's like, "No, I am not afraid of losing my job. Not afraid of not having a job. That's silly." And you know, people didn't get that at all because there would be this dynamic where there's this boss and he's being a complete dick to you, and you're afraid of losing your job, so you're putting up with that shit. Right. And, and that's the dy- I saw the dynamic when I was just in my early 20s. I'm like, I'm not playing into that thing. <laughs> that's not going on in my world. I'm not afraid of losing any job. I'm sure I'll be fine. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I would just tell them, hey, I'm not putting up with that. I'm not doing that. Like, I'll just pack my shit right now. I have to have respect where I work, you know, and there was never a, a moment where they didn't say, OK. I'll do that. Okay, I'll do that. God, no, I'm not. You know, my boss would come around huffing and puffing and at my desk, and I would just go, I know you don't expect me to talk to you right now when you're like that. <laughs> you know, but, but this dynamic that plays out with people, I mean, the people, other people in the office thought that him and I were having an affair because he was nice to me. When all I did was say, I'm not putting up with that shit. (laughs) Anyone could have done that. Actually, he needs you to, like, run his shit. <laughs> but there's, a, there's, this, there's this sense and there's this dynamic to play with people in all different ways. I mean, they don't even have to be in that kind of relationship. There's just, like, these different dynamics. And if you watch, you'll see him play. Like with women, you'll see women, like, they'll get a, a kind of like a dig in and put uh, another woman down or something like that. And, you know, I love that when that gets played on me because I will just overlook it. I won't even make it a thing. I will just overlook it and not have to uh, show them up later. Do you know that sense? Like you're going to show, oh, I'll have an opportunity to make this right in the way, in that way. I'm waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to chop that fucking head off with my words any minute. No, I'll overlook it instead. I'll overlook that and it'll take the, it'll take the relation relating to another level. And, you know, there's always like really simple examples of that. Like, um, I was in an airport and I didn't, you know, I'm not an airport person. I don't go to airports that much. You know, I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of discombobulated when I'm in one of those things. So I'm over there and I, and I'm thinking I'm next in line. So I go, apparently I cut a chick off. Right. And she's like, She's got her hand on her hip. She's, like, completely fucking ridiculing me. I sense the energy. And I just go, oh. And it doesn't even matter what you say, because it's energy. And, And I go, oh, my goodness. I just, oh, my goodness. I just passed you up. Oh, my, come on. Come on up here. The lady was so sweet after that. She was so sweet, you know. So I was like, oh, my goodness. I was just, like, shocked that I was there, you know. But not, like. Uh, I'm sorry, or it's bad. You know what I mean? There's a certain vibe to this. I'm bad actually makes the other person repulsed by you. It's really fucking funny how that works. You know, it's like, if I think, okay, here's a story. a, A friend told me they had a pimple on their face. They always think it's a cold sore. Okay, they've always thought it was a cold sore every time they have a pimple. I told them from day one, that is not a cold sore that's a pimple Uh, but this friend likes to explode the fucker oh no so then once that happens (laughs) then it looks like herpes and this person is very afraid of it being herpes um or some oh he actually wants it to be herpes because he's saying it's herpes over and over again and he went to the doctor and tried to get the doctor to diagnose it as herpes and the doctor said i don't think that's herpes sorry uh (laughs) (laughs) wanted to be herpes so goes out meets a chick right and he said it went terrible went totally terrible he said she was completely turned off by the thing on his lip and never want to see him again I said is that what she told you and he he goes no I could just tell and I go okay let me share something with you when you are self-conscious It's weird to the other person. They don't read it. They don't know, especially when you're talking about a young person who's inexperienced. They don't realize you're self-conscious. It looks like you don't like them. That's how it's taken. Your self-consciousness is I don't like that other person. So it's kind of like if you want to allow them into the temple of peace with you, embrace that sense of self-consciousness and stop projecting it like the other person doesn't like you for some reason, because it's your self-consciousness that's making this kind of like a repulsive energy. It's like, oh, it's it's confusing. It's confusing for the person. You know, you could just break the ice, you know, like, uh, hey, just feel this. You don't have a choice in anything you say, but just kind of feel this energy. You know, even I feel self-conscious right now because I I'm afraid you're not going to like me because this looks like herpes. That freaking breaks the whole thing down right there, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it, maybe it is herpes. I don't know. It's not. There's no such thing as herpes. But, um, yeah, it, it, the other day he told me something like, uh, if, I, if I don't, uh, maybe if I don't stress out so much, I won't have this, this herpes come up on my lip. And I go, yeah, and maybe you don't might find out that it's just a pimple. <laughs> it doesn't need to be popped. <laughs> it's fun because it keeps on coming back. To the, it's like these are patterns. They're habits. This is the same thing. It's like, oh, oh, that's going to bother you that much that you got something on your lip? Oh, it must mean you want more of that on your lip because you keep on pursuing these thought patterns, it's not going to be until you laugh at it. And then it'll get it'll get cleaned up again. And the funny thing is, the chicks don't seem to be there when it's cleaned up. The chicks can't seem to come around. And there's that thing going. So anyways, my mom, back to my mom. So my mom was going, you know, I said she's a notary in her notary business. She's just not been getting calls, which is odd it's like all of a sudden no calls so, so she's like I don't know what we're going to do I think we're going to have to sell the house and move in with my sister and uh and she goes and that would be torture for me okay you guys this is a pattern nothing is torture not even torture is torture okay but you know that's closer to it say you're tied up I'm you're getting whipped okay you're being tortured that's a little better Uh, Closer to reality, but you're living with your sister and she has different beliefs than you, (laughs) that's an opportunity. It's a good opportunity. It's a really good opportunity because you're getting the sense that you don't belong there. You're getting the sense that this is a terrible place to live. And, you know, I have experience with this. Like after the lava took the house where we were renting, I did not like that place at all. It was dark. It was, you know, the whole layout was weird, I, my, whole, my whole yard was gone. I had a yard where I could just be naked up there and my, I could, my kids could even have friends and not even see me. Like I'd be way up there in this secret area my husband made for me. It was like completely uh, it was like a complete fairyland right? So here I am in Hawaiian beaches on a fifth of an acre and there's this dark house and a sense like man this place fucking sucks. And you know what? I just used it the whole time. I just used it. I didn't like, oh, it's torture over there. You know, I didn't even go tell anyone that the place sucked. You know, I can talk about it now because it's like in retrospect and I'm you know, I'm showing how the mind is working, but I wouldn't tell because people would be feeling bad for me. I don't need that kind of energy, right? I know that me getting the sense that I don't want to live there is actually good. And people won't understand that. People won't understand that. The sense that I don't want to, you know, she needs help. She needs, you know, no, I'm fine. I, I This is perfect for me. Uh, then this is perfect for me. So on top of that, I'm getting the perception that my husband doesn't like me. My daughter, who I'm talking about right now, my 29-year-old, didn't like me. I only have one daughter. Um, definitely didn't like me. She'd go around to town and tell people. <laughs> I was a
1: terrible person.
0: It was awesome. I'm not, I'm not in any way uh, bummed out about that at all. And at the time, I wasn't bummed out. At the time, I was not bummed out. I was like, this is what I need. In fact, she came up to me and told me about it. You know, she's like, I've been talking shit on you. I think it's really bad because I think it's going to hurt with some dialogues. And I go, no, it helps with some dialogues. We're good. You know, it's like all that stuff is good. Um, and then, uh, and then my son was just like super going through it and angry and, um, and projecting it uh, my way in my view. But he actually told me that the other day, he really didn't like me at that time. I'm like, I know no one did. So there's my daughter, my son, my husband. And then I had seven employees, all who seemed like they didn't like me either. It was awesome. It was, that was an incredible, and that's like in your house that you don't like too. So I'm like, yeah, and it was great because when like, as soon as the lava came and I'm up at, uh, I'm up at the, the, what is it? The community center where they have the basketball and stuff. And I was up there, um, like loving people up who were traumatized from the lava. Cause I was not traumatized from the lava at all. That wasn't like a thing for me at all. I was like, yes. Give it to me, right? So I'm over there, like, comforting to people who are traumatized by the lava up there at that place. Two people offer to give me tarot readings. All swords. <laughs> that means something, a bunch of crazy, uh, intense, intensity, right? Intensity. Uh, and it's like, they're, like, looking at me like, holy shit, you just... Had the lava, and then intensity is coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, bring it, bring it on. And you know, it's like I say that because I know that there's no way to avoid the intensity. Now, a lot of people want to be more like manifestors and try to avoid the intensity. Now, here's the thing, you're looking to be comfortable in the world, that's fine, that's fine, that's going to get boring to you though, because there's nothing here, you know, at some point it's going to get boring to you, and who knows, maybe now that you're listening to wisdom dialogues, it is boring to you, or maybe it's getting there, to be trying to manifest the kind of life you think you need in the world, there's nothing here, who gives a shit, it's like, bring about whatever intensity I need to wake up the fastest, Bring it on, bring it. This life means nothing. That's like, and, and you know, that's exactly how the Buddha was. He left his fucking comfy, rich, all that shit, and went cruising and sat there under a tree. Cause he knew, he saw that, wait a minute, this cushy ass shit over here, this is meaningless. There's, once he saw that they're suffering, he's like, wait a minute. This is meaningless. That doesn't mean that you, you know you should re- reject cushy shit or anything like that. Just don't deny the intensity. It's going to come. Don't deny the intensity. It's what's going to show you. That's it's exactly what it means. It's like holy fire. It's like yes. See.
2: But you say don't. Res- you don't have to resist
0: the cushiness. Yeah. You, know. you enjoy it. You celebrate it. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it and celebrate it. Here, here's the here's the thing. It's like there's this resistance to intensity. And, you know, one example is one I gave you earlier mm-hmm. with the boss yelling at the employee and the employee cowing down because they're afraid to lose their job. Okay? That's what I mean by, like, gripping to cushiness, gripping to your income, gripping to the lifestyle you have so you're willing to sacrifice mm-hmm basically your authenticity in the moment and act like an ass kisser when you're fucking uh, all powerful mind <laughs> you don't need a job <laughs> do you see what i mean by that
2: so you're all power, saying that you you're all powerful mind you don't need a job because it's like you know the monks that just give up everything he's who he just gives up everything right and kind of Eventually, he doesn't even resist crucifixion. Right. So, okay, yeah, I, I'm following, but what, like, how is this connected to the mind, I guess? That's where I'm
1: like.
0: Well, it's all the mind because you see in the example I just gave where there's gripping to the security of having an income and a certain way of life. See, so because of that gripping, it's going to cause inauthenticity in the relating. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's the same thing goes for relationships like, you know, you can just be meeting someone in Pune. And I've seen this a bunch of times where, you know, you you perceive someone in Pune and they're really good. Let's say they're really good at making um, events where they make a bunch of money and you want to make a bunch of money doing events, too. So you relate with them differently because of that. Just watch. Those kinds of things flesh out. You know, do you question who they are to you before, uh, you know, before you speak? I mean one thing, questioning who they are to you. Question, are they the illusion you made or are they really you in disguise? That's the kind of questioning, you know, not like who they are in society and, ha- and what kind of goods they might have for you, see? And that's not, a, a, again, something about what you should do because you don't have a choice in what you, you do. That can't be repeated enough because you always go back to thinking that you do shit. And when I talk and say stuff, people take it as I'm telling them what to do. But it's not anything like that. You don't have a choice in it if you're playing out a pattern where you're like, you just watch that. And that's what I did. I just watched myself. I just watched how I would um, do things for a means other than awakening. And that would always equal turmoil for me. <laughs> and it,
2: like, needed to settle.
0: Okay, wow,
2: that's deep. <laughs> Yay. <Yeah, yeah>. Because <laughs> I mean, there's so many coaches now, you know, like my friends that are making so much money. Mm-hmm. Like oh, we just... Broke a million dollars. Yeah, I've been meditating on. I think there's a sort sense of dissatisfaction still, even though they're trying to teach people to live their dreams like they are. Right, and they're traveling the world and they're doing all these things. And then I come to these dialogues and I'm like, ooh, like I'm really trying to surrender into that. Like, so I've I've been needing this clicking right here.
0: Yeah, and And, yeah, they're
2: almost buying more into the world.
0: Yes, for a time. Into the ego. Yeah, for a time. It's just temporary. Yeah. So, you know, like what I was talking about before, they're totally doing it right. Like they're on their path perfectly. And it's all self-reflection. So whatever you're you're getting a perception of that self-reflection. So like I can see something like that and see right away, that's not for me. That is not for me. Because for one thing, I am guided to reach people that actually don't have money in their perception. Those are like the people that I want to take care of, too. I want to take care of all the people. So it's not like, uh, uh, it's not like okay, I'm going to leave behind. Uh, I only work for people who uh, money is no object, and they're going to give me thousands of dollars to help them do whatever they do. I just make it free because of that. But you know what? That's not the right thing to do. It's not like that at all. It's just that's where my mind is. That's all. And your mind is always in exactly where it needs to be to learn exactly what it needs to learn. Also, I was raised raised a missionary, so you know, well, the Lord will supply. I've always had that. That's probably why I don't need didn't need a job, even though I was conditioned, uh, you know, later on and around a bunch of other people that really thought they needed the same job. <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck? Uh, you're definitely fucking the boss. He's super nice to you." <laughs> yeah it's like he'd be nice to you too but you're not nice to yourself because you think you need a job that's all (laughs) Uh, i had one uh when i was really young yes less than 20 i had a boss who was a doctor and i guess the dude was like having really insane relationships with people um, cause you know, weird shit would happen. Like a woman would come in and like drop a smoke bomb in the doctor's office or, you know, guy would come in and then my, and then the, and then my boss, the doctor would just like take him and fucking by the collar and tell him to get out or he's going to get this and like put him outside and stuff like that. I'm like, well, this guy's kind of intense. Well, he's not intense with me at all. You know, he was like, oh, he's cool with me, you know? So I'm over there and I'm like testing blood and stuff. And I'm like doing all this back office medical stuff. So my mom comes over and I'm like, oh, hey, mom, I see you're out there, go back, do my medical stuff, come back out, it's late, you know, it's like the end of the day. Um, And then my mom calls, the office freaked out, she's like, get out of there, get out of there right now, that guy's insane, he just chased me down, he just ripped my pantyhose, he just ripped the antenna off my car, (laughs) and I'm like, it's all good, mom. He's not like that with me. <laughs> it's just energy. I kept working for the thing. Never had of one incident. No one weird nothing. I've been alone with him many, many times. with No one else in the office. Cruising in his car. Going out to eat. All different kinds of things. Not one fucking toward me. No, nothing. I've never even seen any of the other stuff. The other people tell me about the other stuff. Or I find out about it or he's like shows up bloody <laughs> a wild night the night before. <laughs> oh I know. Isn't that so cool? Like I go work for for a doctor and he's like the weirdest freaking doctor ever. He's like all getting in fights and shit, and like he's got this crazy ex-wife coming around. <laughs> like not your typical, I don't think, <laughs> doctor's office. <laughs> but, you know, it, it just shows you all your relationships, all your relating is unique, you know, and that includes, you know, any kind of pervy stuff. This is one of my favorite ones, the pervy stuff. Um, <laughs> it's funny, right? That's the thing. It needs to be funny. It doesn't need to be offensive. It needs to be funny. When it's funny, it's no harm. It's When it's funny, it's no problem. And, yay, when it's When it's funny, it's not gonna harm you, okay? When it's funny, they can't take advantage of you even. You know, it just changes the whole thing. It changes the whole dynamic. So, so, so let's say you got like, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, let's say you got a guy like uh, coming around. He's all horny. He's polyamorous. Told you he's polyamorous. He likes to be affectionate with you and give you big, wet kisses and stuff like that. Um, You know, the thing is, you don't have to have any of those big, wet kisses or any of those kinds of things to hold that temple of peace for the person. You know, the temple of peace, it's just, it's loving. It's just loving. It's kind. And, And, you know, kind is, hey, that's too pervy for me. You know, it's especially when you're smiling oh, no, thanks. That's too pervy for me. And then just watch them <laughs> Watch their reaction. and hold them in a sweet space though. Right. Cause you know, it's like, it's like, it's like if there's any kind of sense that there's a hurt or an upset, or you don't like them, there's like, there's always this, this energy that's going to demonstrate that they're perfect how they are. That's just not for you. <laughs> that kind of energy is just not for you. So I'm hanging out with my with my friend Jerry, and it's so funny because of uh, my friends. You know, they, whenever I mention that his name, I've had like two or three friends. I mentioned his name, they're like, "That guy is so pervy." <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> And it's just endearing to me, you know, it's just endearing, you know, it's like cute. (laughs) It's like, they can't help it. I mean, how would you like to be pervy? You know what I mean? (laughs) How would you like to be that one? And everyone's going, ooh, damn. (laughs) Right? So the next thing you know, I'm going out with him, right? It's, it's so it was so funny. It was the best setup because we were at Wisdom Dialogues, and I was at, actually like, he was there at Wisdom Dialogues, and I was talking about his pervy ass <laughs> in Wisdom Dialogues, and then and then uh, and then at the end of it, he asked me, "Hey, you want to go to this thing tomorrow? You know, um, me and Lynn are gonna go. You know, he's married, which doesn't mean anything. <laughs> me and Lynn are gonna go, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So. Um, he goes, hey, Lynn. Lynn doesn't want to go, so it's just me and you. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know. So then I'm going out with him, <laughs> and it's just me and him. And it's great because I'm walking around with him, and like, uh, and and like, you know, there's this perception that this guy is pervy, and I'm walking. It looks like, kind of looks like we're on a date, actually. <laughs> so I think this is just. I just love it. You know, because like these things come into play and they bring up a certain emotional energy and it's like there's this uh, there's this perception and projection and all this stuff. And it's just like holding the whole thing in a really um, nice, gentle space. You know, it's like it's like it's perfect just like that. He gets um, all the love, but none of that uh, interacting that that pervy side is looking for. None of that kind of interacting. No, um, trying to get them turned on. You guys know the energy and you can see it, you know, you can see it or you can see it coming up. You you just notice it because there's like, there's a play there. I have one friend who, um, is really into watching that sexual energetic play and she's played with it a lot. Like she's just gone up to people and go, uh, Hey you, you and me, you know, like that. Um, uh, and then also noticing the sense that there's a, uh, oh, hi, Steve! Thank you for coming. It's nice to see you. <laughs> also, there, you know, there's a sense that there's some kind of obligation now. Um, now you, now that you got me to go this far, and I love to see her to, to see her interactions because there was one that she shared about a police officer picking her up on the road, and the police officers start to get pervy with her, right? So so the, the police officer is, and, and then she notices herself kind of like prick teasing the guy too, even though she doesn't want to do anything with him, right? So <laughs> she's noticing this whole interaction and everything. And this is where, you know, people might get afraid or something like that, but my friend is kind of like, she knows this kind of energy play. And she just kind of like backs off her energy and also notices, you know, Like holding the person in a space of lovingness. It's not like you're bad, you're a perv. It's like if I perceive pervy energy, it came from me. Actually, it did not come from the other person. I'm getting a perception that they're pervy, that's actually my pervy, and I'm responsible for it. So I'm going to embrace it, and I'm not going to make the other person feel wrong or bad because they're projecting that way. You're welcome. Uh, let me guess. Uh, you got a pervy energy thing going. <laughs> so, so, blaming other people for my
3: feelings. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. And that and, and you know that's the way we've been trained though. You know, even in conscious communities they set up these like round tables where people go, "Hey, I I feel bad because you did that." You are making that shit up. You did not. You already felt that way before you projected that person. To be responsible for your feeling. (laughs) You're, You're already feeling that way. And then you made that person as if they did that to you. Now, that's nice if you're the person being projected onto. It doesn't seem so nice when you're the one who has to do the forgiving. The important thing there is to remember that that's where your connection comes from. It's in that forgiving. Remember what forgiving is. What you thought happened didn't happen, Right. That's really what is the deal?
3: The police officer is forgiving her for thinking that he's pervy. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, the forgiveness is that the forgiveness is coming from my friend, acknowledging that the pervy energy is actually coming from her, not from him. Who are you forgiving? You're not forgiving anyone. You're forgiving the sense that it ever happened, that it's real. Because what we want to do is we want to slip past this. We want to slip right past the illusion that there's anything possible besides love. as only love is possible. So we don't want to make it, we want, don't want to hold it and make it real, but kind of laugh at it and hold it lightly. Like me and my friend, when we, uh, when, when we interact with pervy energy, it's fun for us. It's light. It's a fun interaction. And the lighter and the more of a fun interaction it is, the less of a threat it seems to be. And in that, it's, it's not going to last. This thing, this thing about even getting a perception that anything is possible besides love, that's not going to last. It's totally temporary. So what we want to do is we want to slip past the whole illusion of it. We want to slip past that whole illusion. Now, at some points, there's so much fear that that's difficult for people to do. So you're going to find yourself doing something else that you don't have a choice in. Taking space, for instance. Boundaries, for instance. You don't have a choice in these things. You're going to get the perception of those things, though. Or not. If you're having no boundaries and just allowing all kinds of shit to happen, watch that, too. Notice, notice, notice. Now, you don't have to have boundaries in order to see. That's not necessary. So, you don't have to. I hear a lot of people struggling with, my boundaries aren't good enough. Look, the boundaries aren't a choice either. They're projected as part of the show. But when you think that your boundaries or something about yourself isn't good enough, that's self-doubt. So that prevents seeing from occurring. You can't see like that because there's self-doubt involves nothing. And that's why it always comes back to you. You can always relax some more. You can always relax your mind a little bit more. Because there's nothing to evaluate about yourself. There's nothing that has to get better about you. And, you know, that's the thing that's deceptive too. Like if you think that you did such a good job with your boundaries, guess what? The opposite is coming. (laughs) You don't do boundaries. That's why. That's a, That's an automatic thing. And it seems to, and you know, I'll say, oh, that seems to be a boundary. Like I'll be surprised of something that'll just like, I like to be surprised. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know where a boundary might be erected. I don't know how I'm going to be guided in the world. So uh, I'm just like to be surprised by it.
3: Well, safety and security. What about is it? That's where we draw our boundaries. I, think. I draw boundaries on safety and security. Okay. Things that matter. But but I recognize like a lot of uh, that's a masculine quality, and a lot of a lot of a lot of women I know are so used to giving and being so unconditionally loving, setting boundaries. Uh, I find like the learning to do it, and I, I I'm learning to do it too. And I'm I think that's like the reason I'm here on this island is because this creative energy is coming through me, and I need to guide it into a creative form that people feel safe, secure, and can you know, have their community here. Yeah. So, so, uh, I watch women, uh, learning boundary creating, and I just love it because it's like, it's like, I have, I have to do it and not upset people, you know, all the time, always trying to be kind mm-hmm. when I set boundaries. hmm So, uh, but that's the biggest challenge is it always pisses somebody off to say no. And, and I feel, I feel like that's the real struggle I have is making my uh, world into a reality through boundaries of as a male. you know, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so looking at the boundaries that come, they come through you. It's not you. So you're taking all this responsibility for how you play out in the world off of your shoulders. What you're taking responsibility for is the whole world you made. So it's like you made this world and you're reacting to it. Okay. So when you get the perception that someone is bummed out about your boundary that you sent, that you set, that's your pattern. That's your habit to have. When you set a boundary, someone's upset. Okay. So in noticing that, okay, that's, that's my habit. Then automatically, and this is so powerful. You won't even believe it. Gratitude that they're expressing anger at your, your boundary, just like within, you know, the expression, if there needs to be one takes care of itself, but just like within yourself in knowing that their anger at your boundary is exactly what you fucking need so thank you for being angry about my boundary (laughs) (laughs) it always goes back to that there's nothing wrong right it always goes back to and see you're demonstrating to your own mind over and over again that there's nothing wrong So this is how you learn without a shadow of a doubt and you have all certainty. This is how you learn to have all certainty that all is well. And that's where, you know, your, your joy cannot be shaken at all. There's nothing that can do it. Your joy, your contentment, these things can't be shaken. And, you know, it doesn't matter what feeling reaction you get. That's the other part. It's not like, oh, now I got this bad mood. Now I can't be in joy. No, you can. You can be in joy with the bad mood because the bad mood isn't true. It's like you're going in and out of this delusion. So if I, it, like a, like if I get a bad feeling, I get excited about that. It's an excitement rather than pushing it away. It's like, I want that. Whatever I get a perception of, it's like, I want that. And it doesn't matter if it looks like it's a bad thing or or anything like that. It's like, that's exactly what I want. Even I get the perception of um, a friend calling me up, asking me to do something that I really don't feel interested in doing. And she's putting pressure on me. And immediately I'm just like, thank you. You know, and just like opening up to that because it's a feeling. All this story, comes down to a feeling. So it's a feeling that I'm open and I'm embracing. And then I have no idea how I'm even going to respond to her. I don't need to know. I get curious about it and watch it play out. But, uh, but in embracing that feeling, like she's putting pressure on me to do something and embracing that feeling, I always know exactly what to say. And I know because of the feeling that's with it. It's inclusive. It's not making her out to be a problem for me. See? I don't have to make her out to be a problem in order to uh, set any boundaries. Yeah. Know. Well, any and everyone and everything is, and I would say especially when there's a reaction. I mean, that's where it really clues me in, when there's a reaction. My brother, the other day, I gave my brother a call, and he was, like, distracted, and... um and he goes, and, and he goes, oh, sorry, I'm a little bit distracted right now. I'm watching this thing. And I go, oh, well, why don't we talk, talk another time? And he goes, are you sure you want to talk another time? And I go, well, yeah, I want your attention when I'm talking to you. <laughs> I don't want to be like second, whatever. And so he goes, okay, I'll call you back. I love you, sis. So I then don't hear from him again. And that is where gratitude, because I don't hear from him again, I get a reaction to that. And I'm just watching the reaction. I'm not making a story about it. I'm not making it true, see? But in watching the reaction, like little things like that, very, very helpful because it's like, oh, there's one of those things that can get you thinking and thinking and running around in circles. Immediately when I see that, I just add gratitude. Like immediately, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. I don't need to have a relationship with my brother. It's not necessary. And it, I don't need to resist the relationship with my brother either. <laughs> I just don't need to do anything. I don't need to say I'm going to call him. I don't need to say I'm not going to call him. I don't need to make plans for how I'm going to be with him. Nothing. Just nothing.
2: So wait, why do we love the trigger and the reaction so much? I know it's like you've said it a thousand times, right? It's like because we can see that we're grasping onto re- something that's an illusion. But like in you explain not to react, you know, and just to feel and...
0: Yeah, so I I guess it's a little jumbled in my head. Okay, well, you know, first of all, you want to react so that you can get the sense that you're thinking against yourself. That's what it is. Reaction is giving you the sense that you're thinking against yourself from the ego's perspective and the world you made with the ego. You need to get that, get these perceptions and these reactions, so you could keep taking the world as true. It requires constantly. Feeding it with belief to keep the world that you seem to see erected in your sight. It takes a lot of energy all the time. So it's like it serves two purposes, but not both at the same time. So you choose which purpose you're going to use it for. Okay, so it's a means for propping up the world, which during a time you want to prop it up, you want to prop up the world. You worked very hard to get this world the way it is, seeming like it's uh, real and getting yourself to react to it. You worked very hard for this. Um, so, so now you know that you have a choice. You can either keep working hard, and it is hard work. Actually, the, the, the relaxing and the surrendering is way, way easier. It's hard work to hold up this world. But it's familiar work, so it's safe It feels safe. It's safe work for people. (laughs) So I had the sense that everyone in my house, except for my one son, Braun, who was like 10 years old, didn't like me, which includes three family members and like, I don't know, seven employees maybe. The funniest thing was when the place went under the lava, the one employee that really liked me left the island. <laughs> and then they're all... The rest. This is the perception. And then there's all the rest that don't like you. Um, so, you know, of course, I'm using this for spiritual practice. I'm like, this is great. I get all those swords. I'm like, okay, I know. Well, what, well, what is... Hmm. House just went under the lava? What else could it be? Oh. Oh, everyone hates me That I, that is in my house. This is perfect. So... I'm going to use that instance for kindness. Now, during the time, it was kind of like I was shielded from having that perception because this kind of came out in block therapy. In block therapy, it kind of seems like it's going, taking me back in time, kind of like unraveling shit, right? So, uh, you know, as I was going through it, uh, I didn't realize that perception like everyone doesn't like you. I just noticed a lot of upset feelings, and I just kept on giving kindness, being kind, 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 kind with everything, um, asking to see, knowing that I'm projecting everything, everything like that. Well, I, and you know, I didn't even notice this till recently. Somehow, at some point, everything turned around. I got all new employees who adore me. At least they seem like it. They might have a different story, but... They seem like it. Um, My family, totally loving to me. Like everything just turned around. But I wasn't trying to manifest that. See, that's the difference. Everything was always perfect as it was. Because it's perfect for me as it was. So I'm not trying to manifest something different. And I'm just kind of like look up one day and go, oh, when did that happen? When did all that just turn around? But it has to go toward love. It has to go toward love. So I was asking my, my young son, who's 14, um, I go, so how do you like your room? He's like, fucking sucks. My room sucks. Started telling all the shitty things about his room, you know. And um, I'm like, well, at least we're having a good time. And he just and He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like all good. Yeah, my blinds are not that good. It leaks when it rains really hard. It's a fucking lanai. It's got a wall that's, like, constructed out of, I don't know, whatever that shit is. Wall. He's like, it's got a wall that I could knock down if I really wanted to. i just run into it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, well, at least we're having a good time. And he's like, yeah, all good. You know, it's like... it's like, it's not like you can't have these complaints. Like you can have these complaints. It's just that they're not a problem. It's not, doesn't mean that it's a problem. I go, oh, well maybe you want to go to Home Depot with your dad. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll go to Home Depot. You know, it's like, you don't, you don't know. It's just like, it's just like gives you uh, another, uh, another set of circumstances to learn through. All of the different things. They just like to bring across another set of circumstances. That's all. So you can learn. And what are you learning ultimately? What are you learning? So chocolate. All is well. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Wow, that's a lot of chocolate. You get buzzed yeah. over here.
3: One or two each. So. One or two
0: each. <laughs> Boundaries. Hey, I'm, not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, this is the place to be gotta <laughs> yeah. come back here <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> so I have, I have one friend who's come to Wisdom Dialogues a couple times and she's having a real hard time with a concept that wherever you live is perfect right? And she's like I just can't see that wherever I live is perfect I can't really wrap my head around it so here's the thing Lean. Just lean in that direction. It's okay if you don't like it. That doesn't mean it's not perfect. Okay? You're getting the sense that you don't like it means it's an opportunity for you. It means it's an opportunity for you to see through the idea that there's something lacking. That's all. It's self-reflection. You're in relationship with where you seem to live. You're in relationship with that. And if you have a habit of condemning where you seem to live, then your life is gonna be very difficult. And that is one thing that I learned through the lava experience, because the next place where I lived, it did not seem like a place where I wanted to live. I couldn't throw big ass parties there, that's for sure. It was only on a fifth of an acre and didn't have beautiful gardens or anything. Um, But getting the sense that I didn't wanna live there was such a blessing because it gave an opportunity every time that sense came around that I didn't want to live there or that something was lacking in my home or that I wish something was different about my home. It's not saying that I'm bad for feeling those kinds of ways, but it's giving me an opportunity through the feeling to resolve this sense that I'm holding against myself. See, even getting the sense that like my husband should fix a doorknob. I love that. Okay, so there's there's this new thing that popped up in our house where a doorknob that he installed stopped working. So it doesn't do the thing where it clicks the little nipple into the side, you know, so it stays like that. So mm. uh, so it's just sitting there like that. And when we don't want the dog to come in and just push the door open, we double lock it. So this starts to seem annoying to me. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This starts to seem annoying to me that he hasn't fixed the fucking door yet. And you know, I get a thought like, I'm gonna call a handyman. And then I'm like, huh, that's, that's not necessary. Don't call a handyman. Let it be like that and watch, you know. And I don't even have a choice in the let it be like that part either. It's just like there's this drive to watch my reactions. Just keep watching my reactions and learning through my reactions. Because there's, there's a projection onto my husband as if he isn't doing enough. That also speaks... My mind is taking that to be about me. So just let these like these little irritations. What we tend to do is act on our irritations and try to make things comfortable for us. Okay? I'm not saying to not celebrate comfort. Celebrate it. It's just that we're we're gripping for these for this comfort. It's like I don't feel comfortable because the door doesn't close properly, and that's a pain in the ass. Right? And there's little things like this that pop up all day long. So that's a pain in the ass. It's like, oh, that's exactly what I need right now. I need to feel that. Right? Um, I don't actually mind if the door gets fixed. There's nothing here, remember? So when you see, when you get the, when you get the experience, there's actually nothing here. You're not going to be sweating this kind of stuff. You're not going to be trying to get people to perform a certain way so you could be more comfortable. See, we all do this to each other, especially relating. That's why they always blow up all the time. you know because there's this there's this idea that that person we have this idealism this person that I'm dating is supposed to be a certain way. I want them to be in this way. Yes.
2: but let's say like the grass is growing fast and like things start you know the jungle mm-hmm. it's hard to keep up.
0: yeah
2: and my partner. He likes to do, you know, weed back and all these things, but mm-hmm. for some reason he waits often for me to point it out. And okay. it's like, whoa, this is awesome. So it's like I feel like I am maybe not I like being hands-off, but I am slightly controlling him, which you're saying is like, you know, maybe not aligned with
0: Nope. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. You don't have any, you don't have any control over what you are doing. And you know, you don't, if you, if you see that the grass is grass is long and you make a comment on that only just watch because there's no, I can't say what it is for you. So only just watch. Is there irritation with it? This is what's important. Okay. If you're, if you're saying, Hey, honey, look the grass is getting long remember you like to go out there and do the grass and you're not and you're playful you're not uh, you're, you're not um, attached to getting the grass mode it's a completely different energy see it, then it, it's a different energy then why the fuck doesn't he just do it and make me have to tell him to do it all the time see that's a different energy just being playful is is, is playful you know my husband reminds me to eat. And he enjoys it. He Doesn't get mad, at, like you know, mad at me and go, "Why doesn't that bitch just remember to eat for herself? Why do I always have to tell her to eat?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> Unusual problem.
0: I know. <laughs> Usually it's the other way. They're going, "Would you please watch what you eat? Your ass is getting fat." <laughs> So controlling, you know, you asked a question about controlling. Controlling has to do with a certain kind of feeling. There's this need for it to go a certain way or for them to respond a certain way. You can even feel controlling when you're doing a boundary. Because a lot of the times when you're doing a boundary, you're secretly afraid that your boundary is going to get crossed. Okay. So it's like you notice where there's controlling, like there's attachment to them not crossing your boundary. You know, I practice this with my kids when they were young. You know, I'd I'd be sitting on my bed and I want some quiet. I want meditation time. I don't want anyone to bother me. So my kids come in. I tell them it's meditation time. I don't want anyone to bother me. My kids don't give a shit. The next thing you know, they're on my bed. Not only are they on my bed, they're fighting on my bed, each other. So so that's where practice, right on the bed. I just put a boundary up and they're totally uh, they're they're totally denying me my boundary right now. They're crossing the shit out of it. They're not 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 giving me quiet. They're on my bed fighting actually. So that was like a total flag for me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is where it is. This is that where I'm embracing the grace. Mm-hmm. Basically surrendering my ideas and embracing the grace right here." Mm-hmm. And that's what it, what it's giving you. Look, you can use anything. It's always coming up. You guys are always getting irritated. For a lot of the times, people don't notice they're, they're irritated because it's so normal. So many people go through the day irritated. Wake up irritated. Wake up, automatically think of something that's irritating, feel irritated, and then irritate themselves all day long. OK, uh, so most people don't even realize that they are irritated. Look, you guys are getting triggered all day long. That's how it is. That, that's just how it is. And, and, you know, it's it's so easy. It's so it really is so easy if you will just be aware that this is a trigger journey. It's a trigger journey where you just keep on getting triggered until nothing triggers you anymore. Right. Then you don't think you see a world, and then you don't, don't don't perceive in separation anymore. Then it's it's almost like your memory is of eternity is restored. It's like you're just on a meaningless journey, and thank goodness it wasn't real. I had a dream last night that I was still on my period. That was that was wild. A dream I'm just like still on my period after I don't know weeks. It was like all bloody and stuff, and then I wait. I wake up and I'm like. Thank goodness I'm not still on my period. And it's just like that. <laughs> you know, you just wake, wake up and laugh that you, th- that you took it so real. You know, it's just like in a dream when you're on your period, you really think you're on your period. You know, the idea you're on your period. And, uh, and you know, it's funny because in my dream I also practice. There's my period. Okay. I'm on my period. All right. It's all good. <laughs> it's like a mess in the dream. It's like way like <laughs> it's like way more than the messes I manifest here in this dream. <laughs> it's really the same dream. It's really just the same thing. It just seems like we go to sleep. We just seem to dream about different things, but it's actually the same mind. Just playing out the same thing, and you do, um, you know, make choices in the in nighttime dreams just as well as you do here. It's just not the kind of choices that you think it is. It's not the seeming choices. See, you guys probably had that dream. I don't know. I had it b- a bunch when I was a kid. There was a big schoolhouse, and then I'm out in the I'm out in the yard, and I have to pee really bad, and I run to the schoolhouse to go pee, and then it turns out I wet my bed. Right? Everyone gets that dream. No. Okay. Okay. It's like, you don't know when you don't know that you're dreaming, you do some crazy shit, right? You don't know that you're dreaming. um, You will make a person guilty, even though that's actually you, right? If you don't know that you're dreaming, you'll make Uh, you'll make the government responsible for whatever you went through. Maybe you'll make COVID responsible for that. You know, I got wiped out by by COVID restrictions. Or I got wiped out by the vaccine, which, by the way, has no power. (laughs) You don't even have a choice in if you take it or not. Or if you're conditioned toward taking it or not. <laughs> or if you seem to get irregular periods being around people, also project it. <laughs> Kids masking in schools, you guys, it's a no thing. It's a no thing. Whether or not you're having, uh, you're you're doing freedom stuff and stuff like that. Just remember, it is not a thing. There are no kids. There are no schools. There are no masks. It's a dream, and it's all for you. So it's like gratitude to the kids, gratitude to the school boards, gratitude to everything for helping play this out. We don't need to be so victimized. We don't need to be victimized at all. But you know, when it's taken as if, oh my God, those poor kids in masks. That's setting up victim scenarios like you would not believe. Okay, everyone is well. All is well. It's good. If you see a person in a mask, that's good. Even if they seem to not be wanting to wear the mask, that is good. It's perfect for you. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have action. You can. This is mental, and the action is taking care of itself. So, there could be action to, let's say, you're Michelle Melendez, um, who also comes to Wisdom Dialogues, and you go and you're doing some uh, action, right? You're doing some action. The time, your mental state is that the action is meaningless because nothing is happening. Everything is that much more awakening and powerful. You're going to have a lot more power in that because now you're not in conflict doing it you know all of the doing is coming from a sense of inspiration so with the doing you don't have a choice in it but you have a choice in what it's guided by and that's moment to moment that's moment to moment cuz it's all mental remember so no matter what it is that you are that you seem to be doing if you will point your mind toward the truth then you're using it for the truth and that just takes a really gentle leaning Even if you can't see it right now, even if you can't see what's really true right now, you can gently lean into if you're upset, you got it wrong. If whenever you're upset, you got something wrong. So don't start talking from that upset feeling. Uh, You know, I say that kind of uh, in a funny way because you can't help it. Watch, you're talking if you're talking from an upset feeling just watch you'll see the little nuances in the body's energy field as you're speaking and you'll also watching the other person's reaction to you that's so important you know it's like it, this a, a really typical one is well it's not my problem that you're reacting to me like that and and, and see that's not really that's not quite that temple of peace that I'm talking about, right? It's not quite that temple of peace. <coughs> so when someone's reacting to you, that's also an awareness for you. Okay, You're having an effect on them and your dream is revealing to you how your thoughts are affecting you. It revealing to you how your thinking is affecting you. Actually, and that, I'm not trying saying try to avoid people getting pissed at you at all. You want that. If they need to be pissed at you, they are. Okay, that's just how it is. Or they have to act like they're pissed at you. They're really not. Um, but that, that's just how it goes. But actually, when your mind is totally purified, no one will be capable of thinking a negative thought about you. So that, you know, that's not to try to get it, you know, uh, have the perception that no one's ever thinking negative thoughts about you. If you get the perception someone's thinking negative thoughts about you, good, that's what I want because that's the means for me. When I get the perception that someone's thinking negatively about me, the first thing I do is look at where that's coming from. It has to come from my energy field. So my reaction to it is going to show me something. And I don't even have to know what that something is. It's just a willingness to embrace the reaction. Okay. And then in that, there's automatically gratitude for the sense that they're thinking something about me that's negative. Okay. So that's why I love it. I hold them In that space of peace, you know, and that's that's way different than being remorseful for anything that you did that you seem to have done. Okay, that's way different. You're actually holding the whole whole thing in peace because it's coming from your feeling and you're embracing that feeling. And in that you're embracing them who are really coming in your name because you need the embracing basically you 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 cut your own self off from reality when you believe that you are separate and that's what's making this whole world that seems like you're on separate journeys you're all on separate journeys and they are in dreams there are separate journeys no one's having the same perception can't share with share it with anyone The only thing that can be shared is love. That's what's interesting because we think when we're projecting, we're projecting something on someone or when someone's projecting, they're projecting onto us. It's not like that at all. We're on lonely ass separate journeys when we're projecting. All we're doing is projecting separately. But when we love and what, you know, we don't know what love is. That's the thing. No one from this perception actually knows what love is. We only know ego love. Okay, ego loves turns to fuck you. Or it to, or it's also also obligation. Well, you're my such and such, therefore, like for instance, you're my brother, therefore you should call me back, right? Like you know, anything like that is showing you, okay, I made this it's a special love, which is not love at all. It's not something that we know. Uh, however, Love is the only way we can connect. So we can connect through love without even knowing what it is. We can connect through love, it. That's what I'm saying. It can't know what it is.
3: Uh, mm. uh, uh, unconditional, like like my, I have a unique relationship with my my girlfriend. Can be unconditionally loving and listen to everybody, never criticize or do anything to say no to anyone. And I can completely be the boundary setter. And and create the boundaries and the safe space and all that. But she does. She doesn't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. But to me, that unconditional love, where she doesn't uh, judge anyone and mm-hmm. she just loves, is is more of a true love.
0: Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, all that other stuff you can you could like all the stuff that you say that you get, that you do and she does. Like at the end of all that stuff, you could say in a dream, right? Because it's in a dream. But the love is real, and and you know a, a lot of the times. Uh, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the times most of the time love is just expressed by withholding that judgment and see there's no there I said earlier you probably weren't here it's
3: withholding the judgment or criticism
0: <laughs> right Yeah it, yeah that's the same thing that's what I mean yep exactly because you know we're not really capable of judging or criticizing but a judgment or critical thought will occur to us and all of a sudden it'll seem meaningful. And as soon as it seems meaningful to us and we're pursuing it then we start taking it as true and that messes us up. You know that makes us that makes us tired and it makes us in fear of being judged. That's why the saying the biblical one is judge not lest ye be judged cuz it's just an automatic kind of boom. But what it doesn't say in the Bible, you know, more clarification, you're not capable of judging in the first place. That's just, you know, a little bit more clarification on that. You're not really capable. It doesn't leave you. It doesn't go anywhere. All you're doing is getting a thought and you're getting excited about it because it gives your sense of separation, this security to see someone who's wanting outside of yourself. It kind of takes the attention outside of yourself because we're all feeling really bad about ourselves. And it doesn't matter what kind of thing you put up in the front that makes it seem like, oh, no, I feel really good. Oh, no, I feel really good about myself. The thing is, the foundation of a mind in separation is a feeling bad about yourself, okay? So if you if you start with that and embrace that, that feeling bad about yourself is what gets purified. That's exactly what gets purified until you can't perceive in separation anymore. So noticing that everyone that you perceive, you taught to feel bad about themselves too. This is great. I taught everyone to feel bad about themselves. So when I'm over here feeling bad about myself... Uh, when I get the sense that I'm feeling bad about myself and I just embrace that feeling, that's reteaching everyone because they're all my mind. And, you know, in, in a mind, no, there's no separation. So when I allow the relief for myself from that sense that I got it wrong or did it wrong or something else, it makes it that much easier for everyone in my world. And these are separate worlds that we're perceiving. Everyone is perceiving a separate and lonely world. But it gets way less lonely when we're allowing love. And that's all that takes is, re- is like realizing that judgment is not something that you can even do. When your mind is in judgment, it's completely blank. You're not learning anything. You know, there's nothing to learn because it, judgment takes that your thoughts are true. What you believe is true. That's what it takes. It means that you, what you believe is true. You, you to, that's how you justify it. It must be true. Like, I know that everyone should be eating vegan, for instance, okay? Take anything. I know that because of what I know about the world, no one should be wearing masks, for instance. You know, take anything. That person for instance, I know because of what I've researched that it's really bad that kids are wearing masks in school. Judgment. So Michelle's like, "Yep, I'm fighting for that right now." So, so you know, I was talking earlier before you were here. Uh, I was talking earlier before you were here, and you know, I of course I think it's great everything that you seem to be doing. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs what they seem to be doing yeah exactly it's a show we're all we're all doing shows so and and how and you know Michelle's heard this a lot and she knows and it doesn't help it doesn't hurt to for her to hear it more because she forgets like we all do <laughs> It's like, this is a, a powerful uh, opportunity whenever you're getting the perception, and especially when you find yourself acting on it. So Michelle's getting a perception that something's wrong. And then she's also acting on the perception that something's wrong. So she's being given major opportunity within that to see that all is well. And that's all it's fucking for. That's all it's for. It, it doesn't, It it, it makes no difference what we seem to do here. I know, I know we want it to seem to make a difference. We want to make a difference in the world and have a legacy and shit. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, and I, I totally love, because I do agree that this is all me. movie, mm-hmm. and I also feel like each one of us has a kuleana to play like my part in this movie. And I feel like the, that things do happen and triggers happen for emotional, for my own personal emotional expansion mm-hmm. as part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So um, like for me to, to know that Kiki are being masked and not doing anything, that doesn't feel good to me.
0: Yeah, you can't do it. You cannot yeah. help it. Yes. You cannot help it. So kuleana or not, whatever you find yourself apparently doing, that's kuleana. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing it, it's not kuleana. If you're not doing it, it's not. That's the thing. You don't make up your curriculum, right? Your curriculum is coming. You don't have a choice. That, and, and that's what's really, that, that's what's really uh, liberating because when you think that you do have a choice, look how much you have to think about it. You're defending it. You're looking around and going... Why the fuck isn't anyone else doing anything about this, right? I know that was the sense I was getting when I was going around the island. Why am I the one doing this shit? Where are all the attorneys and shit, right? (laughs) It's just just for that. It's just for these plays to keep on coming up. And we all have our specific curriculum. You don't have to find out what it is. You don't have to find your purpose. Your purpose is always the same. It's forgiveness. What I think happened didn't happen what seems to be happening here i'm projecting okay that's what you're learning and 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 by the way you've never separated yourself and you've never been capable of being sinful or wrong or bad in any way and it's 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 given you now to extend that same acknowledgement to everything and everyone in your view. That's what's being given you now. And if it's being given you through the sense that there's mass cakey and I'm fighting to unmask that cakey, perfect. That's perfect. Okay, it, it's not it's not about how it looks on the surface. It's not about that. It's about that this is for one thing, and that's for escaping the illusion that we're separate. Okay. And we're all helping each other out with that. We, none of us, none of us are bad teachers. Okay. Because we're all perfectly teaching and learning exactly like we need to. And we are all projecting exactly what we need to get a reflection of. Right. So it's not, it's not like I have to ever evaluate myself. And I never expect my friends to evaluate their actions. Never expect my, even, even my employees, okay? Even my employees, if I get the sense that, oh my God, why did they fucking do it like that? You know, it's like, I do just take care of that within myself. And you know, I shared earlier, I've seen a total turnaround as far as the people I work with, everyone I work with. It's like, it was my pattern that they're doing it wrong. Isn't that great? It was my pattern. That made it seem like no one can do it as good as me. So I just have to do it all. Or I have to be totally on top of these people, controlling them, right? And then I just, like, kept on approaching. And, you know, it's over time. It's it's just one time usually. It's approaching it over time because each time a little bit of fear gets worn away. And you can see a little bit more. So it'll keep on popping up for you. And sometimes it'll take breaks. Like it'll be like months or years before that pattern even comes back around again to deal with. But every time it comes back around, you can be glad. You know, you'd be glad. Oh, there it is. It's coming back around again. You know, uh, sometimes we go through experiences where it seems like, um, you know, someone did something really bad to the other person. Okay. And then we're still relating But there's this thing, there's this thing going on and that thing will pop up from time to time. Well, that really made me feel bad when you did that thing over there in that, you know, in that year or whatever, you know, if someone's coming up like that, popping up like that in your field of awareness, just watch how you're reacting to it and you'll respond perfectly. Just keep on watching. It'll respond perfectly for you in that, at that point in time. And you're going to get a message and a lesson, and then it's going to come back around again until it's completely playful, and it's not a thing to get excited about at all. It's not anything to, uh, to worry about. Okay. Even something simple like some, some people cutting you off in traffic. You notice how certain people, I don't know if you've ridden around with people, but for certain people have a tendency to be cut off in traffic because there's a reaction to it. So then there's this over and over. You know, the more we focus on something, we see it again. There's an ambulance to say, there's an ambulance. Oh, every time I go out now, I'm seeing ambulances. It's like the focus of the attention goes to that and it's interested. Oh, I heard the vaccines were really poisonous. I wonder if all those... Ambulances are going to pick up the vaccinated people who are dying, right? It's just like whatever you're focused on. Like,
3: <laughs> when you've got to get somewhere, someone's driving five miles an hour in front of you.
0: Like, yeah, you know you don't have to get anywhere. Yeah, you know you know right away. So there's some different different ways to approach that, and I've seen different ways. Because I know I, you know, living in Pune, I've been around a lot of manifesty kind of energy. like let's manifest something, right? Um, you know, like man, let's manifest a close parking spot. That's one of the things. Let's manifest <laughs> a close spot, parking spot. So I'm walking down the street one day and I'm going to space market, the best farmers market ever. And it's closed down now. (laughs) But but that Kalapana one's kind of coming up second now. So, So I'm cruising. And I had to park way out there, you know. So I'm cruising over to the market. And there's a woman who got closer. And she goes, oh, you must not be a very good manifester. You're parking way out there. In the parking lot, and I'm just like, Whoa, man, this is some interesting stuff. <laughs> what in the world? I'm like, Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> you go to the market. <laughs> and I'm just like, Wow, that really made an impact on me because I was like, How interesting. You're going around. Uh, and this is this is, this is is common, actually. I mean, you don't have to be using the word manifest. This is common in, in, in conventional uh, living and everything. To look at the manifestation and make a judgment, make an evaluation based on the manifestation, like how good of a manifester it, you are. When you know what this is for you, do not care about manifesting stuff. You do not care about that anymore. Not a parking spot. Wherever you park is perfect. I parked in the perfect spot so I could hear that message. It was good. It's like, oh, interesting. Okay. Manifesting. That's what we all think that even if we're not calling it manifesting, we all think we need to achieve something here. And also, man, if I get the parking spot that's close, I might win, but then all these other people have to lose that are out there. They must be shitty manifestors. You know what I mean? It's like, Someone's always, it's always set up to where, okay, how are you doing? When there's only one of us and we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to awaken. And even if we don't know it, we all want to awaken from the dream. Even if we don't know it, but we think we want dreaming more due to fear. And the fear is intense. The fear is intense. You guys, if you haven't touched on it, you don't know what I mean yet. But the fear of finding out that this is an illusion now, you know, I know you guys love to hear, that, hear me say it. It's different, though, when you get the perception that it's all an illusion. You actually get the perception of it. It's a very scary perception. There's a lot of defensiveness to that, because that makes what you think you are, what you built, this whole thing, this whole image that you built with the ego, it makes it nothing at all. Never existed. That's very scary. And you're getting the perception that you are this ego that you made. You're getting the perception of that through feeling. Every single one of those feelings projected. That's why they're the means. Because they're projected to make it seem like the image you made is real and that you didn't make it. Like it's actually who you are. Like you didn't make it. Like you didn't make this thing up. Like you didn't make this image up. This bundle of thoughts that seems to be manifesting a body. And a whole thinking system and everything like that. So there's major, major defensiveness to finding out that you made this thing up. And that's why it's a gentle leaning. Yeah. We, feel safe. we feel safe here, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Have you had the experience how scary that is? Yeah, you know. Because when you're, when you're when you're getting the experience that this is not here... All of a sudden, your mind is like this. I don't care if it's not here. Put all those things back together so it looks like it's here and I feel okay. It is really like that. I saw my mind do that. I saw my mind grab, like, just all of a sudden, all the blocks to build the people and the sense of security and the sense of safety. And that's what we're doing. We're giving our ourselves a sense of security and safety, but we're also projecting threats into it. Do you notice that? So it's like we're trying to we, – we have to project threats in it because, like I said before, the feeling of separation is a very bad feeling about yourself. And the whole self that you made, it's based on this bad feeling about yourself. That's why everyone is looking for um, unconsciously or whatever you want to – however you want to put that. It's really conscious. But everyone is looking for validation. Try to help with this. Feeling. So if you notice that your mind is constantly looking for validation, you actually don't have to play that out. You can just smile at it. You can just smile at the movement to try to get validation. You know, I had a friend uh, last week, Wisdom Dialogues Online, um, talking about Mr. Right. She met Mr. Right, right? Which is a construct. You guys made it up. She met Mr. Right, and Mr. Right then dumps her. Emergency. Uh, so, so then, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so my friend is like, yeah, that was, that was something I made up just so that I could feel rejected by Mister Right. So we just keep on setting these things up over and over again, and over and over. Like really, I mean, it, I know so many uh, uh, friends who are like. Yeah, I, every time I, I have a relationship, it turns out to be a, a disaster. Even if it lasts a long time or a little time, it keeps on turning out to be a disaster. And that is a habit. It's not that there's narcissistic, narcissistic people, okay? You don't meet the wrong people. It's not that, you know, you're always, uh, you're always running into the mama's boy or whatever. Um, it's just that that's a habit. You're projecting the habit. So it's interesting to see what happens when the habit is just recognized. It's held. Oh, by the way, I have a habit of projecting. I told my web guy because, you know, I've been in business for quite a long time. It escapes me how long, 20 years or something. I don't know. But I've been through web guys. And each web guy disappoints me, all right, apparently. So I tell this recent web guy, I'm like, look. I have this pattern with web guys. Every single one of them fucking disappoint me. I know it's not their fault. I'm projecting the web guy to disappoint me. So I'm just letting you know that ahead of time. Maybe you can bring me back if I start going in that direction again, right? And it's just like just like being really honest. You know, it's like it's like being really honest. Like you you see a new a new guy, a new guys coming around. You know what kind of patterns you play. You know. Uh it, you know you could just be honest about things. You know I, I I'm going to I'm going to play out a pattern like you are fucking not good enough. So when you see that just snap your fingers or so, do a code or something so I could snap out of it. My daughter she said she said uh she told her she told her boss I have a pattern of projecting that everyone I work with is stupid. So <laughs> yeah. So she said she said, if you see me doing that, bring me back. That's not really what I want to be doing, <laughs> right? It doesn't really mean everyone is stupid. It's just my pattern,
1: right? Do you ever break it? Or like, is there a chance of breaking it or just
0: holding it low? Well, the thing is that's not up to you, okay? okay? That, uh, the breaking of it up is not up to you. But it's it, be, it begins to be irrelevant when you're not, Re, you're not reacting to it mm-hmm. see for my daughter she's busting through some stuff right now because she's not making it real that the people are actually stupid yeah. and you know in her jobs before she would actually make it real that the people are stupid mm-hmm. so she's laughing at her pattern now she's seen it and she's laughing at it that's how to be with it it's your pattern You 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 set it up As long as you're irritated and you're projecting that irritation outward at the other people, you're never going to get through it. You're going to continually be irritated. See, nothing is torture. No situation is bad. A situation is all loving. And when when you'll see it that way, then you'll embrace that feeling. And yes, all of these patterns will be broken because they're in a dream. The whole dream is going to fade away. And, and it's just a matter of time before everyone will embrace it all and see through it. And see that every, the, the thing again is that it's a separate perception. There's no separate world. There's a separate perception. So in the separate perception, you're actually Christ. That's the second coming. So everyone in your world goes back to glory in your mind first before you're released from the dream. Okay, everyone in the world that you meet, everyone that seems to come up, pop up in the world, is always bringing a gift for you.
1: Okay.
0: Is that the recognizing your brother? Yes, recognizing your brother. Well, we're not here because there isn't a here. We're here in a dream, you could say. Like we're in a dream, we're here, Mm -hmm. right? But we're not. We're not here. There's no place like this. We're still upholding a dream world because there's impurities in our mind, which basically the impurities have to do with belief about who we are. It's misbelief about who we are. So it's not a sin. It's a mistake. And it's a, it's a correctable mistake. And the correction is coming through the experience. The curriculum is given you. You don't have to come up with it or anything. All right. All right. Any questions? I
1: was- the, the, the recent Matrix. Yeah. The, the girl's like, has the red pill and the blue pill. Right. He's talking to Morpheus, getting him out of this, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, she just says something really fast, and he's like, You call that a choice? And she goes, Oh, this is, she's like, She's like, <laughs> She's like, this isn't a choice. She's like, You're missing the point. She's like, You've already made the choice. The, you know, you, you already know what to do. The choice is an illusion.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. There's all kinds of messages in movies. I was talking about that earlier. Yeah, there's all kinds of messages. And you know what? I don't even know if the people who are making the movie actually know what message. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to sprinkle gayness into movies. But then, you know, you look beneath that and it's just like all this profound message, you know. is like uh, that the world isn't real, basically. If you're looking for that, you'll see it. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's some groups, uh, I don't know, A Course in Miracles groups where they watch movies with awareness. It's like it does not matter what you're looking at. There's a message in everything if you look for it. And no, it's not penises or gayness. It has to do with it has to do with the truth. And it's like it can't even be helped. If you're that if that's what you're looking for, you're gonna always get the message. There's gonna be no wrong message for you.
2: So I have a question. So I guess like once you start, you know, surrendering more and seeing that there's no purpose in, like, the ego game,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I feel like there can be, like, a like a, a boringness a little bit, like a depression sometimes. I could be like, oh, there's, like no, like, no
1: reason.
0: Yeah, because you're used to there being a reason, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that's also the ego. You're not depressed. You're not capable of being depressed. You're stoked all the time. You, you have a dream that you're capable of being depressed. You have a dream that you're you're as an ego. You're just, you know.
2: Although I really haven't, you're right when I even say that. Like I haven't really been depressed at all. Mm -hmm. but then I get these like perceptions of like, well, what's even the point of it all? Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, that's the ego, of course. (laughs) Yeah, that's the ego, of course. The point is healing. the The point, the 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 purpose that you made for the world with the ego, you, you know, it gets changed. You, you end up disregarding that purpose that you made with the ego for what you want to get in the world, what you want to attain in the world or manifest in the world. You just push that aside and now the world has a whole new meaning and a whole new purpose and everyone you meet is meant for awakening your mind. So they're all giving you a gift. That's why it's so beautiful. I mean, even beyond you're my teacher for me, it's like, give me your gift, Right? Uh, they're they're bringing this, this beautiful, it's like a gift of awareness. And they bring it through, it's all through you. You're projecting them and you can see what it feels like to project them by just looking. You know, they say look toward the heart. You're having all kinds of sensation go on that's actually projecting the people into the field.
3: I, w- I wanted to say something about love. Yes. And being in love. I think that. We all certainly, I think, I believe all of you probably have wanted to fall in love or be in love at one point. And I realized how I was sabotaging my relationships by describing them in a critical manner. Mm, nice. Or, or even my old lady referring to, oh, yeah, she's okay. Or, uh. You know, um, yeah, she's good for this, but not for that. Or, <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: realized I was not uh, <laughs> just the it. woman of my dreams. Right? Sure. <laughs>
3: And I literally got the hit that mm-hmm. I needed to pretend that she was the woman of my dreams, and she was pretending the, that I was the man of her dreams. Nice. And she would say this that I'm, and I'm like, you know, it's practically happening right now that mm-hmm. we're the people of our dreams, you know, yeah. and we would we would go, like, yeah, we're, I'm gonna pretend because I know that you'll never live up to my expectations. Mm-hmm. My critical monkey mind will always, you know, find a reason to uh, uh, put that nick in your armor and make you not the perfect person, right? So pretending that they are and saying, I am pretending, you know, really work for
0: us. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. I love that. Yeah. Why not? You're pretending when you're acting like they're not perfect. Right? You Right? <laughs> you really, it's like, okay, I got, and I got this feeling to prove it. <laughs> I think you're not perfect and I got an upset feeling to prove it. So it must be true. So I'm going to start acting on it, right?
3: And that is the scope of the relationship right there. Yeah. Is that all these feelings we have based on our, you know, criticism becomes the whole relationship. Yep. How we feel and spend time together. And so just pretending that she's everything that i ever wanted. Yeah. And saying that to her, uh, it just it was such a great relief.
0: Well, that's because it's real. She actually is everything you ever wanted as long as she's in front of you. That's what it is. And then once she's not in front of you, you, she is everything you wanted for that point in time. Like all of your relationships are like that. They're all perfect. And so you're really you're really being more authentic, although it seems like pretending because it seems like she's not the woman of your dreams because of an upset feeling that you're giving, you're, you're giving yourself as evidence that she's not that. Right? I,
3: I look at it differently. I, I look at the we all have uh this thing where no one can really 100 percent please us because we can't please ourselves because we're evolving through making mistakes and because now because of that i can never please anyone i'll never be able to please uh, she'll never be able to please me because i can't please myself
0: thank goodness recognizing
3: that and then pretending otherwise that she is the woman she is the perfect but it just it just really uh went past all of it and now all of a sudden i was like in control and we really did fall in
0: love nice (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome, fake it till you make it, right? But, but yeah, fake it till you make it. But what I'm saying is you're actually being authentic. You're actually being more authentic yeah. than you know, it, you're calling it, faking it, but that's really what's true. The feeling is telling you otherwise. And see, the beautiful thing about this is it can go to everything else that you perceive and everyone else that you perceive. It just comes to, this is perfect for me. This is the circumstance of my dreams. Someone says like they did earlier, "Hey Steve, we got an emergency." You're like, "Thank goodness, this is the circumstance of my dreams." Well, again, just just, you know, pretend like you're faking it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: isn't that what the secret is all about i don't know yeah 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 is oh
0: yeah comes yeah but sort of like yeah that. but now we're getting it aren't we because <laughs> because when it was saying it back then i know the first time i read it which was i don't know how many years ago my sister-in-law gave it to me i totally misunderstood that fucker <laughs> i'm thinking like all in manifestation mode right And and that's not how it is though. It's more like you're embracing this feeling that your is your habit in whatever way that is. And that's uh, yeah, that's great, Steve. I love that. That's also recorded for my people online so they can get that idea. You know, Um, hey, we could play with it like this. You know, it's all fun. It's all fun when it's loving, when it's honest, and when it's not. And what's very dishonest is you did something to me or you're responsible for my feeling. That's very dishonest. It's like trying to get that other person to hold that feeling for you, but that's never gonna work because they can't hold that feeling for you. All it does is get repressed within yourself and the same pattern comes back with even more force and confusion for you. So the way to clear the confusion is to see that these patterns are playing And notice that when you're getting evidence that something's wrong, which is an upset feeling, that's evidence of nothing. Mm -hmm. So, hooray, everyone.
3: (laughs) Stating your own powerlessness. Yes. It's your fault. You did it to me.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
3: I am so powerless. I'm always supposed to say, you know, I have no power in my life. You did everything to me.
0: Like, nope, I'll take that power back. You didn't do anything to me. I used you. All I did, I told my husband the other day. Uh, I told my husband that the other day, you know what? I just use you from time to time to prop up this idea that I'm guilty. Anytime I'm telling you something like that, I'm like, you know, right? He's like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm just going to give you hugs when you're like that. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Simple. All right, you guys. Till next week. I love you. Go to HopeJohnson.org if you want to see some cool shit.
3: (laughs) So glad I stopped by. I'm glad you stopped by, too. (laughs)